You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place because it's time to win with dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Win With Dogs on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Raquel Wynn. I'm so glad you've joined us today. I'm super, super excited about this topic. As you know, nutrition is a topic that I get heavily, heavily involved with, with my clients. And um, I think it's totally a precursor to health, eating properly. You are what you eat, in fact. And today on the show, we have with us Shauna Bryan, who's been a therapist in the behavioral health field for the past 14 years. She's also a certified lifestyle coach. And like me, she started on humans and branched out to animals. Her program includes education on healthy eating choices, reducing stress, exercise, and supplementation. And with these guidelines, her clients are able to keep their weight at an optimal, in an optimal range and health problems to a minimum. And one of the things that she is heavily involved with is talking about is the glycemic index in foods. And the glycemic index is a way to rank carbohydrates according to their effect on the blood sugar levels. So we're going to get into this as soon as we break for commercial. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back after this short water break. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thank you. 
thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win with Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. We're back to Win with Dogs. Thank you so much for being with us. We're talking nutrition on today's show. And you are, in fact, what you eat, so are your dogs. So we want to make sure we're giving our pups the right nutrition and making sure they're getting all the proper nutrients for good health. Today, we're talking with Shauna Bryan. She is my special guest today, and I'm so excited. I met Shauna at a party at a friend's house. We became instant friends and started talking shop to the dismay of our other friends with us. We ignored them completely, and she was fascinating. I totally love what she has to say and what she's doing with her clients, so I'm so excited to have her with us. Shauna, welcome to Win With Dogs. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Raquel. I'm so excited about being on your show. Um, I just went out and bought your book last week and have been reading it and just am so impressed with Stretch Your Dog Healthy that I'm just so excited about today. Well, thanks. I'm glad for this. Thanks for the kudos to you, too. You know, one of the things that um, really fascinated me about you was that you started with humans in lifestyle coaching and nutritional coaching, just like I did start with humans in personal training and massage therapy and stretching. And as you told me, your clients started asking about their dogs <laughs> when you would work with them. And that's kind of something that I got into. I noticed that the same message applies to hound and human. So take me through a little bit of kind of what you do with your clients, human and hound. You go in and you discuss, you check out what they're eating and tell them what to eat, I assume. I do. I actually uh, just incorporate the same healthy lifestyle program that I have with humans, um, which is based on looking at what you're putting in your body. Um, and so we start looking at what you're putting in your pet's body um, by looking at the ingredients in the food that you're buying, um, just switching over the foods to um, low glycemic ingredients such as fish and healthy vegetables and healthy fats, but staying away from um, corn ingredients, which are high glycemic, and staying away from animal byproducts. Um, and then oh, incorporating, yeah, yeah that's, that's a big one. And incorporating what? I'm sorry. Incorporating um, exercise, um, just like we do with the humans, um, into the pet's life with walking, um, playtime, and then stress reduction. That's huge. Believe it or not, your pets can, can be stressed. And so um, some of the exercises you had in your book with stretching are perfect for stress reduction for dogs. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. You know, talking about the glycemic index, for those of you who aren't familiar with what that is, each food can be rated on its effect of on the blood glucose or blood sugar levels. Is that right? Can you can you tell me a little right. bit about what it is? Sure. What is the glycemic index? Sure. Actually, um, it is the impact of um, the blood sugar um, on your body. Each food or drink that you put in your body um, registers on the glycemic index. And what happens is when your blood sugar is spiked too quickly, um, which would be from high glycemic foods, your body is actually put into a fat storage mode. And unfortunately, a lot of the foods that we're buying, even as humans out there, and especially pet foods, are all high glycemic. Um, so it's, yeah. it's important that you pay attention to the ingredients. And there's there's books that you can buy on the glycemic index. You can look up glycemic index 
on the internet and find out which ingredients um, or which foods are high glycemic and which foods are low. And then once you know which foods are low glycemic, you know that those foods are not only healthy, but you know that they're actually burning fat, which is what we're genetically designed um, to do. That's so true. And, you know, sugar, I'm going to give a little lesson for the listeners. Sugar is one mode of cellular energy, one way we get energy from the body. And carbohydrates are the sugars of the body, and we get energy from them. And what Shauna is talking about is the higher the glycemic index, the higher the sugar content is of that food. So while it's it's immediately available. So once you put in a high amount of sugar, your body wants to get that out. It wants to burn it off. And the higher that glycemic, the simpler that sugar is. So it goes right into the bloodstream and your body kind of freaks out and is like, get this out of here. Versus a fat. Fat's another way to get energy for the body. But it takes a little bit longer. It's more complex to break it down, which is actually better for the body. It gives you more time to kind of process it and get it out of your system. And so the same is true with pets. Is that right, Shauna, that they are suffering from diabetes and all that? They can get that just like a human can, can't they, from insulin, too much insulin spike? Absolutely. We're seeing a lot of uh, obesity out there with animals. And then probably the second thing I'm seeing um, is, um, diabetes, um, and then arthritis and allergies, skin problems. And, you know, I really feel that, that a lot of these things could be avoided with the proper nutrition. Yeah, and diabetes, oh, my show producer, Mark, just lost his beautiful poodle, Bailey. We're Aww. so sad. Yeah, and Bailey had diabetes for many years, so I know that this is something that pet owners now are having to face so could you, we're kind of going to get off the track just a little bit that we brought up diabetes. What are some, do you know what some of the signs are to just, you know, make sure your pet doesn't have it? What should we be looking for? Is there a test you can take at the vet? Is there some um, actually, symptoms? Um, sure. Um, if, if your pet is um, feeling um, energyless, lethargic, not wanting to play as much as normal, maybe, um, and you just you feel like something's just not quite right. You can can actually take your dog to the vet and um, just talk with your vet about it and get an overall just physical examination. And there are tests that that they can do for diabetes and detect that. And early detection is definitely the key. Yeah, I agree with that. And sometimes I think I've heard, you know, increased drinking and eating habits, just watching. That's one of the things in my book I talk about, the canine baseline, just getting an overview of what your dog's norms are. And that pertains to how much water they're drinking, eating, etc. So as Shauna's saying, you see any signs that things are not, Right. A simple blood test, you know, why wonder when you can know, you know? So, okay, we're talking about nutrition and the impact it plays because I know that we are really in a health crisis with humans and pets. One in five dogs um, have arthritis. One in four dogs are obese. And I know that this is the food that we feed them. And people are buying food just assuming that (laughs) the dog food's are what they say they are, healthy, nutritious. But in fact, we have to be quite wary of foods, sometimes even the foods in our veterinary's office. I know that, you know, vets do have such a wide berth of things they need to cover. Nutrition, unfortunately, has not necessarily been a focal point for a lot of them. So 
I would love, Shauna, for you to just tell people out there with foods, let's start with foods that they buy. If you're going to buy foods, what steps should we take to make sure we're getting the right foods? Okay. Ingredient-wise, just making sure that the food has um, protein, contains protein, such as good fish protein. Um, salmon is a really good ingredient. Um, make, making sure that the carbs are good carbs, and when I say good carbs, um, low glycemic carbs. Um, vitamins and minerals are very important for your pet. Um, I think another thing that people can do is is buy from your local um, pet food store or your local pet store instead of just buying from the grocery store or Walmart. Go um, and ask someone. Do some research there at the store. See who in the store um, is an expert on pet nutrition and tell them exactly, you know, Describe your pet and what's going on with your pet, um, and just kind of what you're you're looking for a healthy food, and um, you can tell yeah. them what they're currently eating, and then um, you know they can they can hopefully help you find um, you know the right food. That's a good point. We have a great little store here in Nashville called Dizzy's Dog Wash, and Lynn over there knows her stuff about nutrition and supplementation big time. Do you um, want my dogs? Let's just go back. My dogs for breakfast had some brown rice. They had an egg, half of an egg, and they had some plain yogurt and a little bit of kibble. And would you say that I did good today? Was that a good breakfast? Oh, I think, oh, I think you did great today. I would kind of wish I was your dog. I think they ate better than I did this morning. <laughs> I know. <laughs> One thing uh, to pay attention to on, on yogurt, I know a lot of people do feed their dogs yogurt, is looking at the amount of sugar grams in the yogurt. Oh, and that's yeah. something that a lot of people even um, buy yogurt and they think that they're eating something really good for them. Them, and there's so much added sugar and chemicals typically in yogurt. Totally. So you want to get the most plain yogurt that you can get with the lowest amount of sugar, preferably like 10 or less grams of sugar in a yogurt would be very, very good. Yeah, and plain yogurt really has hardly any sugar. So that's that's a good bet. You know, the right. plain, that's a good bet, I think. But Do always you, look at the label. Always yeah. look at the label. Yeah. Do you um, feed your, do you recommend cooking for your dogs and feeding them food? I guess if the human's eating right, then the dogs can eat it. Exactly. I don't know. Exactly. And actually, it's a, it's even easier um, than than going out and buying pet food and and um, taking the chance of not really knowing what you're getting. I mean, my dogs eat, their treats are carrots and um, celery and strawberries and um, yeah they pretty much eat what I eat um, I do cook them a little bit more um, meat than, than I actually eat I only eat really fish and they yeah. eat some other meats but I think that's great that people you know take the time and, and invest in their pets um, an easy way you know to cook for your pets is in the crock pot I have some clients who will just um, you know, throw some things, healthy things in a crock pot for the day, and then they have their, their dog food for the day. Yeah, that's what I do is I, I will cook, you know, some brown rice, a few mm-hmm. cups, and keep it in the fridge. That way I just kind of have to spoon it out. I'm not cooking every day. Oatmeal is another favorite for my pups. They love oh, oatmeal. Is oatmeal is great. It's low glycemic. Um, and the more natural the oatmeal, the better. Um, yep. Steel cut oats are always a good choice. My dog the Irish steel cuts. <laughs> Ooh, yummy! The that Irish sounds good. Cut. That's the thing. Is also you know looking for organic whenever possible, natural 
foods whenever possible. I advocate that for my humans as well. But um, I really think with our health crisis that we're facing, it's going to come down to each parent of each pup doing their part to keep their guys healthy. And because every little being is different. Every body needs a little bit different things. Um, what What kind of program do you advocate let's say i walked into your office and i my dog was five pounds overweight you know what would and he's a 25 pound dog he needs to be 20 pounds so that's pretty hefty Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's pretty hefty how would you receive me and how would you lead me into a better healthful lifestyle with my pup what would you say um i would do an overall evaluation um on your pet just to ask you some questions um, about energy level and what you're currently feeding your pet and then exercise, um, if there's any exercise going on and then stress in the pet life possibly and behavior issues. And then um, after the evaluation, I would make some suggestions um, with the food, of course, first, starting with the food um, mm-hmm. and getting you on a low glycemic um, eating plan for the animal. And then um, we would look at exercise and we would incorporate, did you know, even a 20-minute walk for a pet three times a week can increase a pet's life by years. Um, so Gosh, getting that's the, amazing. The moving, yeah, it's just it's yeah. so important. And I would look at also, is the dog taking any supplementation at all? Um, and then is supplementation not, good? You know, um, the supplements that that I use and just love and really advocate for are OPCs for increased energy, disease prevention, and then glucosamine for healthy joints, and then pet vitamins. And I always like getting the the vitamins in a powder form so that you're not having to give your dog pills or a a liquid form is is good, too. Um, But then also um, with your pets, making sure that you're feeding them appropriate amounts is so yes. important. Oh yes, my gosh, yes. On the on you know, dog food it has um on the bag it has um appropriate serving sizes but it seems no one really pays attention to that. I think most people are in such a hurry they just throw out dog food, um yeah. you know, a whole pan of it and just expect the dog to know when to stop eating. And so what I do is have people um serve their dog actually a serving size of food and then feed them more times per day. Um, what Absolutely. I find is most people feed their dogs once a day, and when you when you feed them smaller portions um, at, at different intervals in the day, like let's say three to four times a day, you're feeding your dog something. So their body is able to, to stay in that fat-burning mode versus yes. eating a whole pan of food and then yes. getting lethargic, laying around, being lazy all day, and not eating again until in the morning. Yeah, and that, uh, I mean, plus, they're so tiny. Think of eating, if you ate one time, their body's metabolizing at, they're, they're mad. They never get food. They're grumpy. Think of how grumpy, well, I think of how grumpy I get when I don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, your poor pups. I mean, you've touched on two super, super, super important things, and that is portion control and increased feeding frequency. And I... I mean, that is probably top of the list for me, both of those things, for maintaining weight. And unfortunately, we have to take a short break. But when we come back, I want to talk more about portion control, exercise, how much exercise, etc. So, Shauna, hang tight. 
Listeners, hang tight. We need to take a break for a word from our sponsors, and we will be right back to Win With Dogs. Hey, don't you go anywhere. We'll be right back to Win With Dogs right after this quick water break. Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Thanks for hanging around. We're back to Win With Dogs with me, Raquel Wynn, on Pet Life Radio. Yay, thank you for hanging with us. We are back to Win With Dogs with Shauna today, our guest, and I'm your host, Raquel. Right before the break, we were just totally flipping out about <laughs> portion control and feeding frequency. And, you know, Shauna, you said, you know, feed your dogs more than once a day more than twice a day even and I totally agree with that you know your metabolism's like a little fireplace and if the food is the wood and your metabolism's the fireplace what happens when we throw a big chunk of wood on a fire it stifles it versus stoking it all day with little bits of wood that's kind of how I perceive the body's metabolism so so important to if your dog is trying to lose weight, just like you, you do not want to stop, you know, cut them back and really restrict their calories. Don't you think it's more important versus restricting the calories, maybe adding more like brown rice or calorie light versus calorie dense food? I mean, my dogs eat the same portion sometimes if they're getting heavier, but I just change what's in the what's in it. I think oh, that's that's such a great point. Um, when you when you look at um, your metabolism and look at your body um, with fat storage mode. Um, when you're when you're feeding your dog or yourself um, that one meal a day, um, what happens is once your body metabolizes that amount of food, your body doesn't know that there's any more food available. So what happens is your body goes into that fat storage mode, and it's going to stay in that fat storage mode until until you're fed again. So if you're not fed again until the next day, not only will you be grumpy and uh, energyless, but um, your body will store fat until the next day. And let's say you exercise, exercise your dog, you take your dog to the park. Even while this dog is exercising, um, it's still going to be in fat storage mode. So what happens is um, the body ends up burning off lean muscle versus body fat. And and when you reduce calories, that's exactly what happens as well. Because when when you're not feeding your body or your dog enough calories, your body thinks that there's not enough food available. Mm-hmm. So it goes into that fat storage mode, and that's why people and pets seem to get 
fatter and fatter, even though they may not yeah. even gain any more weight, but they look bigger. They get the Michelin tire effect. <laughs> we don't want any portly pooches. <laughs> it's like I had a client once who had a little beagle and they used to joke that their puppy looked like an ottoman, which was really funny, but quite sad because he was a square, you know, it's like, this is not <laughs> good. So true. Yeah. And I'm like, you have to quit feeding your dog that much, you know, junk, feed him some good food. He's not getting any nutrients. Gosh. But anyway, the other thing that you're talking about with fat storage, I think, is that people need to realize is your body wants to burn fat, but if there's too much sugar in the system, the insulin spikes, so it has to get rid of that sugar. So it preferentially burns the high glycemic versus the fat. And so if you keep putting in all this high sugar content, your body is trying to regulate that and get that out of there. Meanwhile, the fat is just sitting there accumulating and over time, that is, you know, one of the key components that's really, you know, causing diabetes with, with yeah, people totally. and with, with dogs is raising, you know, your blood sugar too quickly um, over a period of years can certainly put you at risk for diabetes, for type yeah, 2. Yeah. So exercise, you said a three-day-a-week, 20-minute walk increases your pet's longevity by years. And that's really astounding because I think we humans feel like more effort is where it's at. And I constantly have to tell my human clients, you know, exercise actually can increase inflammation in the body, which is not what we want. So we want consistency over intensity. And that consistency of movement is how the body actually heals. So pertaining to exercise, do you advocate, you know, just kind of taking it easy, walking, just moving. You're not necessarily thinking that they have to go jogging three miles every time they leave the house or every day. Do you find that just a light, consistent exercise does pay off for your canine clients? Yes, well, absolutely. Um, with a human, um, it takes your body about um, 10 to 15 minutes um, to actually get into the fat-burning mode once you start exercising. So mm-hmm. for a human, I, I typically recommend uh, at least 45 minutes of a walk or exercise yeah. burn fat. But for a pet, 20 minutes is, is huge because they're little, you know, bodies, well, depending on how big they are. But yeah, um, right. it takes less time to get into that fat-burning mode. So, yeah, 20, 20, 30 minutes just a few times a week is would be a wonderful start for your pet. You also want to um, look at where the pet is right, you know, currently with exercise. You don't want to overwhelm the pet. I had one client who took took her pet to Percy Warner and did the two-mile walk, and this was a lab that was about 20 pounds overweight. Oh, no. And um, I met them at the end of the walk, and, and I thought the dog was going to die because she started out with no exercise for years and then took the dog, you know, for this two-mile walk. Um, yeah, no weekend warrior. <laughs> we want to ease into the exercise program. Yeah. I bet that too. dog was achy the next day, too. Yeah. Yes, gosh. I bet. But I, I just got a report back on Sadie last week week and now apparently she's running all over the yard and she's she's lost 18 pounds and she just oh, you know great. she feels like a, a puppy again so and she the owner didn't have to buy some diet calorie restricted food you know dry kibble which I'm assuming she didn't do that and you know it probably wasn't as hard as she thought to get her dog to get healthy 
I find it's easier than we think. You know, if we just are consistent and have the right information, we can make the right choices for sure. What? So what kind of program um, do you think, let's say for every pet, would we say eating increased meals, low glycemic, moderate exercise, supplementation, that applies to pretty much every animal out there, don't you think? It does. It does. And, and I think looking at um, your pet's um, size and, and breed of, of dog and paying attention to, um, you know, this this is a, a normal size and then looking at what is obese because I think we've gotten away from from even being able to recognize that our own pets are, are obese. I have a little uh, miniature dachshund. And I really have to watch him because he is, he's really a, a food addict. He wants to steal my other animals' foods. And, um, because I love him so much, sometimes he'll gain a little bit of weight and I don't notice. But then, you know, I pay attention to, you know, other, yeah. other comments and what people say. And I kind of look at his weight, his normal weight and, and weigh him every once in a while. And I can step on the scale and put, hold him and I know how much he weighs. Um, yeah, that's a great way to do it. That's a great way to do it, for sure. Yeah, that's the another thing is recognizing it. I mean, we get so close to them that we forget. And just like with our weight, a dog's weight fluctuates. And health, it's a dynamic thing. It's not static. It's like every day you're thinking about it. You're working at it every day. And that's where the consistency comes in, which in turn leads to a lifestyle change versus, you know, crash dieting, intense exercise. That's never good in the long run for the body at all, dogs or humans. So so let me ask you just kind of in closing to get back to nutrition, what options do we have when it, as pet owners when it comes to food for our pets? Is there really a lot of stuff out there that we can, you know, get or should we just cook for them or should we mix it up or – I guess it's according to each person's schedule and dog, et cetera. I don't know. What What do you think? Yes. Um, you know, it, it is. It's it's really up to the pet owner and how much time and effort they're going to take in uh, feeding their dog properly. There are some um, pet foods that you can get out at the pet food store um, and, you know, looking at the label and um, recognizing the good, healthy ingredients is key. Um, but if people have time to cook for their pets, that's that's wonderful. And, you know, um, it actually forces people to look at what they're eating themselves, the pet owners. And you can actually take take this as an opportunity to get healthy and educate yourself about what you're eating and, and what you're feeding your pet and making sure that you're getting all the vitamins and nutrients and, and proper um, ingredients. Um, and, and eating fresh foods, that's, that's mm-hmm. huge. And so mm-hmm. um, take that as yeah. an opportunity. And I know there's a lot of different, there's a huge consensus or varying consensus on what to feed a dog, whether it be, you know, the raw food diet, the, you know, raw meat, the barf diet, or if you're cooking for them or if people never cook. And so there's a wide range. And I think some dogs do well on raw food. Some dogs don't. So, I mean, you just kind of have to, like Shauna's saying, play it by ear with your pet and be patient and pay attention. And I think once you see your dog's energy levels increase and smiles on their faces and achiness subsiding, I think you know you're on the right track, you know. Shauna, anything else that we need to talk about? 
that you can think of? You know, I just want to um, thank you so much for having me on your show today. What a delight. And just say to the audience that pay attention to, to what you're feeding your pet and your pet's lifestyle. And Create a healthy lifestyle um, together with your pet so you can you can live longer and your pet can live longer, healthier, happier life. Exactly. In fact, the average life expectancy of humans and animals is way too low, I think. I mean, a human, supposedly, the organs can go to 120 <laughs> is Absolutely. what we've kind of deemed. <laughs> and dogs, maybe 20, 25 so, you know, when we're hitting decrepitude at age seven and eight with our dogs, that's just not acceptable. That's just Absolutely not acceptable. Not. And we can make a difference with food and exercise. So I so appreciate all of your information. And I'd love to have you back and we could talk about some specific case studies that you've had. I think that'd be really interesting for people to hear how people get to their goals and how dogs get to their goals. So thank you, Shauna. I really appreciate you being here, and thank you for all the work you're doing with animals. It's great. Thank you so much, Raquel. You're welcome, Shauna. And you've been listening to Win With Dogs with Raquel Wynn. I'm your host here on Pet Life Radio where we only talk pets. If you have any questions about this show or you want to get in touch with me or ask questions for Shauna, you can go ahead and email me at Raquel at PetLifeRadio.com and we will answer you back in a timely fashion. Thank you, Mark and the producers of the show for making me sound fabulous and intelligent. (laughs) And we will see you next time. Please go win with dogs. Thank you. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. 